Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, March 31st, 2023. I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm arts and culture writer, Ashley Steves. The next time we talk, it will be April, which means it's hardcore Tony season. I know. We are (laughs) about to be in April, and every show that's ever been made will be opening, and we will all be very tired. So... We're not going to be... Tip us or something. (laughs) Like, it's just kukuluku, and so we're excited to take this journey with yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. A, like, Life of Pi, as we're recording, is opening, so congratulations Open tonight. to tonight, absolutely, yeah. and we'll have reviews later on tonight, or Matt will, we won't, because we yes. have 18,000 more jobs to do today. Yeah. I am not kidding when I say I have seven more things, and I'm so excited to bring you the news right now. Yep. So, coming up first, uh, we've gotten a new casting announcement for City Center Encore's production of Lionel Bart's Oliver. Julian Lerner is taking on the role of the Artful Dodger, starring opposite Lily Cooper and Raul Esparza and Tamutu. We've already talked about this on the show. We were wondering when they were going to announce the exciting new uh, oh, yeah. kiddo that was going to be playing the Artful kiddo. Dodger. So, yeah. <laughs> if you're not familiar with his work, he's on The Wonder Years and done a lot of like TV and stuff. And uh, I just feel like this is like a kid's dream. Like uh, Artful Dodger's the role. Like he's going to kill. He's going to be amazing, and it's one of those shows, obviously, Oliver is such a classic, depending on, or, you know, regardless of how you feel about it, such a classic that to have that credit by your name is always exciting, especially for Encores, which is churning the work out right now. Yeah, they really are. It's it's really, really exciting. So um, congratulations, and we'll, we'll continue to talk about the Oliver multiverse. You know, every Encore <laughs> show, I feel like, now has this weird precedent of, like, Oh, you know, we don't know if we're gonna transfer or not. It's like, oh god, it's so stressful. I can't imagine. Um, but it's it's exciting. Over in development news, Bated Breath Compa- Theater Company and RRR Productions have optioned the uh, best-selling novel Bittersweet: How Sorrow and Longing Make Us Whole. Um, famously, Ashley and I love to talk about grief plays, so this one's probably oh, up yeah. our alley. <laughs> Always, yeah, yeah. It- if someone's grieving, so will we. And We're we'll there. be there with bells on. Yeah, thank you. Mara Lieberman, um, who currently serves as the executive artistic director of Bated Breath Theater Company, will write the stage adaptation in collaboration with Susan Kane, who wrote the original New York Times bestselling novel. So it's a nice collaboration here. And yeah, um, nice. I'm excited to see what that looks like. We've got a lot more development news as well. So New York stage and film Uh, has revealed their 2023 summer season at Marist College. So we're going to kind of break the rest of that down for you. So July 14th through August 6th um, has the adaptation of also a famous book. We're really on book talk right now. We're (laughs) talking about a lot of This is our book club. Yeah, this is our book club. Um, There's a musical adaptation of the works for A Wrinkle in Time featuring a book by Lauren Yee, you know, from Cambodian rock band with music and lyrics with your, I feel like this is like a huge Ashley win for Heather Christian. Absolutely. Exciting as hell. Yeah, Oratorio for Living Things is has been talked about to the Ugh, point where I'm so just by FOMO. me. Yeah. Excessively just by me alone. Yeah. And that'll be presented July twenty first through the twenty third. This is a, of course adapted from the famous book, but also that was turned into like a huge like I think it was Oprah uh produced film uh, May- of the same yeah, title. I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. It was, I mean, Reese Witherspoon was a part of it. It was a whole big thing. Um, but I'm curious to see if this will steer closer to the book, knowing the the creative team behind it, or if they're going right. to try to kind of 
continue the the excitement of the film narrative i'm unclear i but can't at- remember if the movie was well received or not i think i thought it was one of those that mm-hmm. the fans didn't love or people it's should i say that were really attached yeah, yeah i feel like that has to be the case i'm not terribly familiar with it it was one that i started mm. a thousand years ago obviously and never finished so i don't have that attachment with it so if it's something that looks good and sounds good i'm there for it but obviously it is one of those pieces that uh if you have a fandom behind it you better be on it correctly in the same vein as like percy jackson for instance oh that's a really that's that's another young adult novel that kind of has such a clear fan base it's yeah exactly Potter, honestly people were yeah. mixed and mainly supportive of those films in the standard adaptation so i'm curious what happens here um more in development we've got a workshop coming for like they do in the movies which is a new play written and performed by lawrence fishburne holy crap. Hello. hello yeah larry himself you're familiar with one man shows we love them here on the i've pod. heard of them yeah yeah, so this will be uh, the stories and lies people have told me and what and that I told myself. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Great title. Absolutely. Great title. Always excited about Lawrence Fishman doing things. This is also at New York Stage and Film um, as yes. part of that season as well. So they're clearly getting a lot up and running that are going to be massive pieces, I think, at least as far as anticipation goes. You can tell, like, like we just talked about A Wrinkle in Time has a huge fandom behind it. And... Who doesn't love Lawrence Fishburne? <laughs> Come on. Truly. Yeah, we've got two more um, in development as well throughout their season with New York uh, Film and Stage, Stage and Film, uh, with Paradise Ballroom, which is a dance musical in development, co-created by Princess Lockeroo and Harold O'Neill. Now, if you aren't familiar with Princess Lockeroo, open up your phone right now and go on Instagram and look up Princess Lockeroo. And get she, your life together. She has developed a whacking technique and I know you're like, Grace, you're making words up. I'm really not. She's incredible. I've seen her perform before. Yeah. Um, it's a amazing. really cool concept. Yeah. So if you aren't familiar. Whacking but- versus voguing. Learn the difference. Yes. Very, very big difference. But also kind of in the Venn same diagram. ballroom. Yeah, totally. Exactly. And this and the show is talking about like creating how New York created a safe haven for um, a kid growing up, like didn't feel like he belonged in with his like conservative parents. And in, um, in L.A. Navigates that. In L.A. Yeah. yeah. Moving from moving from New York, Buffalo, New York, your Buffalo, place. New York, which also very well familiar with and completely <laughs> understandable about how that journey happens. Exactly. And then finally, in July, on July 14th, they kick off a concert with Joe Iconis and family. I know he's been doing a lot of like workshops for his uh, latest album and uh, which I think is called Album. Uh, so if you uh, have <laughs> another that, good title, honestly, I love I love a non title title. I wish and there were you, more. There, I mean, listen, we like literal. That's what we what like. What if we just change the name of this show to podcast? Oh, gosh. Brought to you by Evo Van Hove. Yes. Uh, and then finally, Jason Kim's The Way to the Fire on July 15th. Emily Kazmarek's uh, Soft Target on July 22nd. Sopan Deb's The Good Name on July 29th. And Beth Henley's Downstairs Neighbor on August 5th, which is a packed, packed, packed group. <laughs> Absolutely. Downstairs Neighbor, um, at least in my experience or current experience, sounds like a horror play. So curious oh. to see what that's about. Yeah. Ash is having a great living experience. Right me. Uh, 
Over, I mean, we've talked about this a couple of times on the show, but Notre Dame de Paris, which made its New York City debut last summer, if you remember, that will now return back to Lincoln Center uh, this summer. So people have been talking about it since then. They're finally making their way back June 22nd through July 9th. Casting will be announced at a later date, so it might not be the same group of people. But if you missed it then, you can see it again. I did miss it. There you go. Yeah, on it this time. Moving on to some like kind of celebratory uh, pieces um, and in other news, Billy Stritch will lead a tribute to Judy Garland, include with a with a cast including Aisha DeHaas, Gabriel Stravelli, Alicia Umfress, and Max von Essen. So lots of familiar faces there. If you aren't familiar with Judy Garland's work, why do you listen to this podcast? But also, truly, <laughs> this truly. is a great place to like enjoy it because Billy Stritch is leading as a music director, but this the will be directed great. by Dick Scanlon, who I really, really adore. Yes, um, And please. so, yeah, this will be at the Kaufman Concert Hall, May 6th, 7th, and 8th, and tickets are now on sale. So if you're like, hey, I don't want to miss that, go get a ticket. So if you're heading over to London, like I wish that I were, always, you can always. catch. I know, right? Like, why can't we? Because we got more London news right after this. So I'm like, oh, I'm yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, Brokeback Mountain, uh, we've talked about it before on the show, um, is coming. They've st- they are starting previews on May 10th with a prior uh, to an opening night on May 18th. They've announced more casting for the show, including Emily Farron um, as Alma, Paul Hickey, Martin Marquez. And uh, a whole uh, onslaught of of other ensemble members, but this is really it's it's cool that they've decided to you know put out the rest of the cast. But I'm so curious about those performances as well because if you remember, I and I know it's not the film, I know it's not the film. Let's be clear, they said it to us, <laughs> it's not the film. But they did talk about the fact. I mean, listen, we have the film, and Anne Hathaway and we Michelle Williams had yeah. tour de force performances. Absolutely, they always do. Let's be realistic. Let's be honest. Um, two theater girlies as well. So I'm just yes. saying that these these actors are probably going to absolutely kill these roles. So I'm really, I'm really looking forward to seeing right? anything from obviously probably just footage because <laughs> I mean, depending it's lasting until August 12th. But I mean, that's not necessarily impossible for me to get to London by this point. Not to say that they won't extend, but I'm hoping that there is. At least a good amount of footage, let's say that. Yeah, I think I think we're going to see something. But if you really want to see something that I couldn't shut up about last <laughs> year over in London, yeah. when the Royal Shakespeare Company is bringing back the critically acclaimed stage, ad- stage adaptation of My Neighbor Totoro for a Congratulations. second time starting in they November. I've been campaigning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they got the mailers. Again. They got the mailers. Listen, they've got the, the Olivier noms, like they're... I, I I am They're hopeful that this is kind of a, a wink, nod, nod to something happening in the future for the show. Maybe over oh, here. I, I don't know so. anything. I'm just saying I want it. Uh, but it will yeah. play again November 21st <laughs> through March 23rd. Um, it had an inaugural 15-week run that I was able to catch. This is a 17-week run. Again, it's super short, but they broke records in their box office. And RSC was like, why stop a good thing, babe? <laughs> exactly. If they're just going to do 15 to 17 week runs at a time and break the box office every time, I think they're okay with that. I think they're okay with quote unquote short runs for this amazing, amazing show, which again, I hope to see. Like, yes, give me over to London, please. Please and thank you always. 
Finally, in some recommendations, we've got some new clips from, again, as we're recording this, Life of Pi is opening. We want to take you back and see um, some more of the uh, footage from that show because it's really astounding. So make sure that you check that out on Broadway World. We've got Brian Cox and Alan Cumming in Carpool Karaoke. Scottish Kings. Cannot believe that this even happened. Um, thank you to the Late Late Show with James Corden for making this happen a, because them singing rare, Spice Girls, yeah. nuts, unhinged. A, a rare thank you, but thank you. Yeah. Are they both Scottish? Yeah. Oh, yep, well, yep, yep. that's hot. Scottish Anyways. babies. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Scottish uh, and elf finally, and whatever Brian Cox considers himself to be. Shortly. As he would say, F off. And then finally, yeah. Wes Taylor literally popped up on my TikTok feed oh my with Meryl Streep doing the chorus line yes. choreography from yeah. uh, while they were filming Only Murders in the Hanging Building. Out and only murders. Hanging out in Only Murders, Meryl Streep is ready to go on of a chorus line. So I think we need a revival, a proper revival right now and let Meryl be in it. Because obviously she could do it. She could do anything. LOL. And on that note, thank you all so much for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And don't forget about our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. You can find me on all social media platforms at It's Grace Aki. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at No, This Is Ashley. Thank you all so much. We will see you later. Have a good weekend. <laughs>